Hey, welcome to Just Punkin' Up. I am Andy, Andy Harrison. I am the host of this show. Thanks for checking this out, man. Today, I talked to Chris Fox, Boss's Daughter, and plenty of other bands. We all know Chris. He is a class act. He is a talented mofo. And uh, Boss's Daughter is one of the hardest working bands in Reno, for sure. Their album, new album just came out yesterday, uh, Bouts with Bummers. And uh, I am excited to buy that vinyl at the record release show. So Chris, he has done a lot and uh, we talked and it was great and I'm proud to uh, say that he's a friend now, I do believe. So let's listen to it. All right, cool, let's do this. Chris, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not too much, how are you doing? I'm good, where are you right now? I'm in Medford, Oregon. Oh, cool, Is that that's where you live? Yeah. Nice. Cool. So let's just jump into where you grew up. I grew up in Reno. Okay. Um, I was born in Tennessee, but I moved to Reno like in second grade um, and went to school all the way up to college yeah. in Reno. How, did you, um, were you, your parents influential in the music or did, was that something that you found on your own? Oh, for sure. Um my dad uh, plays music, and so there was always, like, guitars laying around the house. Yeah. Um, you know, like, eventually I was going to pick one up for sure. Right, <laughs> right. So, like, were you exposed to, um, like, what kind of bands and stuff do you remember growing up? Uh, let's see. I Well, I have a memory of seeing, like, Buddy Guy as a kid um, in Chattanooga. Like, live? I remember... Yeah, like oh, I remember wow. him running around through the crowd with a polka dot guitar. Yeah, wow. Um, and like, there's no mistaking who that was, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I definitely like my dad took me to see like Tom Petty and Neil Young uh, early on, like second or third grade. No kidding. To Reno. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome though. Wow, I never got to see Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Uh, he played at Lawler. I think I don't remember what year it was. But... Yeah. But do you, I mean, were those, like, did it really sink in? Do you really remember those? Or was it just kind of like a, oh, yeah, I went, but. I have, you know, little memories of them for sure. Yeah. But nothing, like, very vivid, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't be like, oh, they opened with this song. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so what? when was it, like, the turning point when you were like, oh, man, music is kind of my thing, like, was there a certain band, or was it when you started playing an instrument, or, uh, or uh, what? It, it was definitely, like, Nirvana when yeah. that came around, for it, sure. I mean, I definitely, like, was interested in guitar-based music yeah. before that, but, um, yeah, like, when I found out that it's pretty easy to play the come-as-you-are riff, yeah. uh, I was like, oh, you can do that? <laughs> oh, you, that just opened up a whole world, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so you were, like, totally interested in guitar at that time. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I was in, in probably fifth or sixth grade taking, like, in sixth grade I took band, and so I was playing trombone around that point, too. So Okay, so you were kind of learning um, 
the basics, really. Yeah, like, you know, how to read music. Yeah. And stuff. I thought it was bass clef, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, So when Nirvana comes around and you start, you know, did you get a guitar and we're like, okay, this is, this is, this is what I'm going to do and take lessons and stuff? Or were you just jamming in your room or what was going on? I uh I started playing like my I used my dad's um Stratocaster. Yeah. And I took I took lessons in 7th grade. Um and then eventually later that year my folks got me uh my first guitar which is a Gibson SG standard. Oh cool. Um and you know that's I I, I love that guitar so much. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. When, when did you start like jamming with people and think about bands? Uh, around twelve years old, I met Dave Masood, uh-huh. and we've been playing together ever since. Oh no, that's so, crazy. Well, and what what we did played, you guys? We, we start played doing? our first show. We played our first show uh, that year. Oh no, kidding! In '98, I guess it was. Was that the Sucker Punch one? Yeah, Sucker Punch played. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So was that the two corporate stuff? Yeah, yeah, it was. Let's see, the show was it was crazy. It was like even ground. Yeah, uh, which is Jevin. Yeah, and and Maurice and like Pearl a bunch of people. in my band. Yeah, yeah, like so many people that are like still around in the music scene. Yeah, uh, and then there was Crush Story, which uh, uh, yeah. Jen Scafidi and Zach Damon. Yeah, Jim Bowers. Uh, and, yep, and uh. Uh, Sucker Punch, obviously. Yeah. And so it, uh, and I think Indecisive Youth played that show. Oh no, kidding! Uh, so it was just like insane how many like people were at our first show. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like, or you know that that, that we played with yeah. at our first show that that are still around in the music scene that we look up to. Yeah, you know? like the big Reno bands at the time. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So that had to feel good to be like surrounded by that kind of stuff. I mean, I didn't even know. I just assumed that's how it was. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you, you wouldn't, you know? you wouldn't like, oh. really know. <laughs> All of the shows are just packed. It's yeah. Insane, right? And everybody <laughs> loves every band. And, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was cool. <laughs> that's cool. So what, what, like, what was your influence to, uh, for Two Corporate? Uh, I'd suck a Punch, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and early Fat Records stuff, for sure, like... No effects, lag wagon, propaganda. Yeah. Do you remember um, your first punk rock show? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, it was Offspring with Good Riddance and One Hit Wonder at the Livestock Event Center. No kidding, man. That's awesome. I have a One Hit Wonder 7-inch still. <laughs> Rad. That's cool. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, it was... Uh, Offspring was touring on Ixnay on the Ombre, yeah. and G- Good Riddance was touring on A Comprehensive Guide. Yeah. So were you into punk at that time? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just, just very, very early in my stages of getting into punk, for yeah. sure, but yeah. And was that... Sh- I mean, I, I... Go ahead. I, I had Offspring smash in third grade, Yeah. whenever that was popular, wow. so... So was you that know, like I a, remember buying that record for sure. Yeah, was that like an eye opener show? Like, holy crap! Okay, absolutely. Yeah. I I learned like what a kick drum sounds like. Yeah, yeah. At that show from Sean Sellers of Good Riddance, like I'll never forget. Like, oh, that's what that thing does. That's awesome. 
the uh, big giant drum on stage. Oh, yeah. That was at uh, the Livestock Event Center? Yeah. Uh, not the big room, but they oh, had okay. like a, a separate like annex or whatever it's called. I can't remember what they called it. Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a pretty goddamn big venue for those It wasn't, that... yeah. Okay. It wasn't the giant, giant space, but it, it was still a pretty big space. Yeah, yeah. So when you guys, uh, you and Dave were jamming to corporate, were you guys like really pushing like, hey, let's try to uh, be a real band or you guys were still young and in school, right? Like you couldn't really <laughs> tour and stuff. I mean, yeah, we never really toured. I think we played Carson City. Yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> right. That was our tour. Um, no, like my parents were driving us to shows. And, <laughs> and were you playing like 21 and over shows? Like you had to get in like at a certain time or yeah yeah for sure like i definitely got to see some shows that i was not legally yeah. supposed to be at you and, know and what'd your parents think <laughs> about that uh you know it depended on the band yeah. i think <laughs> yeah but i don't know they definitely mine. they definitely like got to witness some of the most punk stuff i ever saw in my life yeah you know? <laughs> uh, that's cool so how long did uh two corporate last oh shoot um, I don't know, four years, something yeah. like that. I'm I'm Five almost years. positive you guys played in my basement on Lake Street. Lake Street. Back in the day, it's right next to the university. I believe it. Yeah, we had. A, I I could probably look back. I think I have a list of all those shows somewhere. Oh, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, do it if you if you got time, <laughs> but. So yeah, you, if I find that list, it, I'll, I'll peruse it. Yeah, totally. Um, so you and Dave were jamming. Didn't you guys like change your name and go a little more hardcore, or was that? Uh, yeah, we. Uh, so Dave switched to drums. Okay. Uh, he was playing bass. In yeah. Corporate. I mean, he always was playing drums too, but yeah, we did have an, another dude playing drums. Um, but yeah, we switched to uh uh. Squalid was the next band name that we had. And then, well, like, why the change? You guys were just tired of what you were doing? It was different people. Yeah. Oh, okay. I and, got you. I got you. And and just a, a different sound. It was just a different band. Yeah. But still still me and Dave. And then, what did you guys do anything? What, what grade were you in at that time? <sighs> Squalid was probably, like, a junior high school or something oh, okay. like that. And how long did that last? Not long. No. Like a year. No. Okay. So then what, what what were you doing after that? Did you, um, you went to high school here, right? Yeah. And were you doing bands in high school? Uh, that's, that was, it was two corporate and squalid. Those are the two. Oh, okay. I got you. The, the two projects that we had. Gotcha. And then you went to college here, right? I went to college in, uh, Southern Oregon. Uh, in Ashland, really close to where I am now, actually. Oh, okay. And then is that when, when did you start doing, uh, was that Vampirate stuff? Yeah. Uh, freshman year of college, we started Vampirates. We played our first show in our bass player's dorm room. Oh, nice. So how'd that come about? Just some homies at school that you met? Uh, yep. Uh, Pat was living upstairs, uh, like one floor above me in the same dorm building. Uh huh. And like, I went up to his room one day and realized that he had a nice red Stratocaster sitting there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you got a guitar, huh? Cool. <laughs> Let's play them together. And so we ended up playing songs together and um, ended up writing some together. And, and 
met some other dudes. There was another dude in the dorms, and then we met a drummer um, and started playing shows. Where'd you guys and, rehearse? Uh, so when we met the drummer, he had, uh, like, a, at first he had a, a friend who let us, like, play in their garage or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then after that, his, I think his mom had a connection at a tofu factory. Okay. I know this, this sounds so Ashland, Oregon. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, so we got to practice in the tofu factory after hours. Oh, cool. Uh, which, it was right across the street from the skate park. Oh, which, okay. Uh, was awesome, because we'd, like, go skate and then go jam, and yeah. skaters would come watch us jam, and, um... Yeah, we recorded our first record in that tofu factory. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, we did it in one night. It's like just insane reverb because there's like <laughs> it's a ki- it's a kitchen, you know? Yeah. Like there's gi- giant steel like uh sinks yeah. and like it, it was crazy, but yeah. it sounds cool. <laughs> it's got it's it's got a sound. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of shows were you guys playing at this time? Like were you opening uh, up for any significant bands or was it just kind of house shows or um, I'm trying to think if we played with any major bands back then. I don't think we really did too many big shows, but yeah. um, there was like a cool coffee shop in Ashland that we would play a lot called Evos, okay. and those shows were super fun. Yeah, uh, there was a record shop in in Medford called Music Head uh, that would have some cool shows. Oh, cool! Uh, we played with this really cool band called Hit Me Back that like. I don't know, eight years later or something, we would end up playing with them again yeah. uh, in Reno with the Circle Jerks. Wow. It was just like a, cra- a crazy, cool, full circle moment. Yeah, know? that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Um, but yeah, I don't think we ever opened for any major cool bands back then. Yeah. So then uh, how did Dave get in the the mix of that? Uh, let's see. So what happened? Our drummer... The, the original drummer for Vampirates, I think, moved, or, yeah, I think he moved away, and uh, I was like, well, it seems weird that I'm playing music without Dave. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, so let's just have Dave come play drums, and, uh, like, yeah, it's pretty natural. Yeah. Really. So wasn't it kind of like a hard because actually no he sang he's he sang first so oh, i got that wrong he sang first oh okay um but he uh, didn't live up there was, right it was that same story just switch switch singer with drummer <laughs> gotcha gotcha <laughs> but he didn't um, he didn't live up there right no 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 he was in reno so he would just like come up or we would come down and you know same story it's always been ever since really yeah just make it work <laughs> yep and then you guys were you guys really pushing to um, do something with that band, like tour and, and record more? Uh, I mean, we, I was always pushing to play as many shows as possible, for sure. Yeah. We would try to write as much as we can. You know, their song, those songs are not terribly easy to write. Yeah. So they don't come quick. But, um, yeah, we you know, trying to be productive, but also going through school and, and being teen or late what are we, 20-year-olds 20, 20 at this point, I yeah. guess? <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like, okay, we're going to try to get big with this band. It was like, we're just, just going to do what we do. 
I mean, that's never really been the purpose of playing music anyway. So. No, I know, but I mean, like, Boss's Daughter, you're pushing it, you know what I mean? You're trying to do something. I know you're not trying to get big, but, you know, we're, I mean, we're we pushing. Just like to, we just go on tour a lot. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's all. I mean, Vampires did that, too. Like, Vampires did all the footwork for what Boss's Daughter does today. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Uh, but that came, that came a little later, you know, like, um, that all started in, like, 2009. Yeah. About... About then is when vamps really started hitting it hard. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So then, I mean, we but we still played quite a few shows. We would do like West Coast tours. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. like like week long things. You know. I got gotcha. you. Where else? Getting our feet wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where else did you record with Vampires? Was it all in Oregon? Uh, let's see that first one, and then this. Yeah, so we did like an EP that I just did by myself uh-huh. on like a. A crappy little eight track. Gotcha. And uh, you know it sounds like total garbage, um, <laughs> but you know it's a, it captures a moment in time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, then yeah, after that we went to Puss Cavern, and we've never really recorded anywhere else since then. Yeah. So uh, uh, during uh, Vampires, what else were you doing? Was was Boss's daughter creeping in, or were you doing that other projects? Did- Boss's daughter definitely started way later. Um, yeah. Like, probably by the time we started touring pretty heavily uh, in Vampires is when I started kind of joining a bunch of other bands. What bands were they? Um, I think, well, we had voted best band. That oh, came yeah, around, that's right. Uh, just to play some covers, like, with friends. Yeah. Um, I That came about pretty naturally. Yeah. Um, and then um, I think in like 2010 it must have been or shoot I don't know what year it was but uh, Sucker Punch reunited and okay, so yeah, we, that's I right. started playing in Sucker Punch again or not again but for the first time well, ever how, <laughs> how started, did that come about how did that come up how did you get involved with that uh, they got asked to do a re- reunion show um, and everybody except for the original guitar player Brian. Uh, was down to do it yeah and then they knew that dave and i had like grown up <laughs> you know learning yeah. how to play guitar to suck upon albums yeah. <laughs> and That's so awesome. they just they're like well let's just ask both of them and so we both said yes of course and yeah yeah we've, we've been playing guitar ever since in that band That's such a weird turn of events too like your first show to oh, yeah. playing with them like wow you know it's it, it was it was crazy it's like it's it's literally like playing in my favorite band like, yeah like the band that taught me how to be like who i am today essentially yeah <laughs> that has got to feel so good that is awesome it's really cool yeah. yeah um it's it never isn't fun yeah like it's it's really low stress too right like, we just kind of get together when it feels right and and have fun with it yeah what other projects were you doing at that time uh i think i joined 12 gauge facelift around that time as well okay and that's Um, uh are they reno yeah um so when dave was singing for vampires uh the original drummer of vampires left at some point and we got uh this dude chris tofino to play drums for us uh who is the drummer for 12 gauge. Okay. 
And uh, 12 Gauge formed somewhere along the way and lost their bass player at some point. And uh, he asked, he's like, hey, can you like fill in for a show or whatever? And I've been filling in for a show for, <laughs> I don't know, long time, 15 years or whatever it is now. <laughs> so are you just kind of a fill in? I mean, is it a band that does stuff or? No, like I am the bass player. That's, yeah. that's just a joke. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, like, uh, yeah, it, it's just a low functioning band. Like we put out a full length some years ago. Yeah. We've got the majority of another one written, you know, but it's just a slow process getting it all recorded and, but we're going to play a show in March. Oh, cool. Where's that? March 10th. Uh, where is that? I think it's at Alturas. Oh, okay. Nice. Yes. March 10th at Alturas. So, uh, any other projects at this time? <clears throat> I don't think so. No. It's pot. I mean, I'm sure there's something going on. Yeah. I've always got extra things going on, but uh, that's pretty much it. Those yeah. are the things that I've been doing consistently since then. Yeah. So, how did um, Boss's Daughter come about? Um. Let's see. So, Jamie, uh, the drummer Jamie, mm-hmm. uh, and I have been playing shows together. Like Vampirates and Beer Can would play shows once in a while together. Yeah. Um and I always, you know, love those guys. Yeah. Uh, uh the two the two of uh Riff and Riff and Bill, we know those guys from Face It. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Fr- Dave and I played with Face It back in the two corporate days yeah, in Carson yeah. City and stuff. Yeah. Um so we've known those guys forever. Um and then, so yeah, like just watching Jamie like become an amazing drummer through all those beer can years, yeah, uh, and and just getting to know him and being like, dude, you're fucking awesome human, <laughs> yeah. Um, like we should play music together, and ultimately we did decide to do that. And um, like I think the first time we started jamming, he's like, well, you got all those like solo songs. And I'm like, yeah, those are basically punk songs. Like, yeah. They're just on an acoustic guitar instead of a band. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and uh, so he, uh, we just started playing those songs and um, kind of morphed in. And, and so we needed a bass player. And actually, Dave came to a couple rehearsals. So he's bass player zero of yeah. Boss's Daughter. <laughs> and then kind of realized he wasn't going to work with his schedule. And uh, so I put it out on the internet, like, who wants to play bass? And Danny, um, who I've been buds with since Vampires and Blorgalact used to play together quite frequently. Yeah. Um, Blorgalact, if you're unfamiliar, are the best band on the planet. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Or, or were maybe I don't know. I guess they're not a band anymore. But uh, they were a three-piece from Carson City. No kidding. Um, and they were like a jazz, metal, insane, instrumental, crazy band. Okay. Um, and Danny was the bass player. Yeah. And so they they were Vampire's favorite band. Like, we we made shirts that said Blurgalact is better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. So 
he chimed in. Danny chimed in on that post I made uh, asking who wants to play bass. Yeah, and and I was like, dude, you are way too good of a bass player f- <laughs> for these songs. Like these songs are too boring for what, for how good you are. And he's like, no, no, no. I want to play like that style of music. Like that sounds fun. And I'm like, okay, well, you're amazing. So let's do this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's the forever bass player. So it just kind of clicked right away. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like the second he played something that came out of his head on one of the songs that I had like sitting around for, I don't know, a few years at that point. Yeah. It like breathed an entire new life into those songs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Whoa, I never heard that melody before. And it's in the bass. What? That's awesome. Yeah. So was, I mean, Boss's Daughter is kind of your brainchild, essentially, because all your, your, it was your solo stuff. Yeah, more or less. It started that way for sure. And is like, was that so? Those you have two solo albums out. Um, yes. One that came out in 2017 and one in 2019. Are those part of those songs, or were you doing other stuff before that? Uh, the majority of those two records uh, have become Boss's Daughter songs. Yeah. Gotcha. Or 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 yeah yeah yeah. Let's let's leave it. That's the right way to say it, I guess. I don't know. Or they were Boss's Daughter <laughs> songs that I. There's a lot of crossover. Okay, I got you. I got you. So you've just been jamming solo a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I do the solo thing, too. I guess we could throw that into the mix. <laughs> yeah. When you... I was trying to figure out when I started doing that. It probably was around, like, 2010, something like that. Oh, gotcha. Um, so when you guys uh, – how did you guys come up with the name? Uh, that was like every band needs a name, yeah, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and like we had a few like in the running and, uh, that one just got tossed in the mix by, um, by the guitar player from beer can Riffy. Yeah. He just had it like kind of sitting in his back pocket of his list of band names, you know, that everybody's got. Yeah. And, uh. That one just kind of rose to the top of the list. Nice. So when you guys, did you guys like record demos or anything like that? Or did you just go straight into um, recording that first album? Um, yeah. So before we even played a show, I made it a point to like have something that we could have on the merch table oh, at the first show. Yeah. So we did do a demo. Um, I think we probably recorded all of the songs, but we put four of them on a CD. Yeah. And just like had it on the merch table, and I think we put, it's it's even still on our Bandcamp actually. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, that uh, we had a demo for that first show, and we also like screen printed some really crappy shirts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, where was that recorded? Was that the Puss Cavern songs? Our songs at Puss Cavern? No, I did that myself. Oh, you did just on an on an A track. Oh, okay. no, not songs or songs or songs is Puss Cavern. Okay. But the, uh, demo the demo was was you guys. The, yeah, was you. I'll, I I do all the demoing like myself. Yeah, and then when it's time, we go to the studio and do it for real. So why pus? Uh, because it's amazing. Yeah, we just really love the way that Joe uh, works there, and um, it's it's just a cool space, and they've been so so nice to us yeah. over the years. Um, we like you know, the way things come out, like, yeah, I'm really, really, really proud of this new record. Yeah. Um, I've 
we've never worked harder on anything. So I'm, I'm stoked that we got to do it there. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So was that seven inch that you guys did same recorded there as well? Yeah, all the all the like good recordings are have been done at Puss. Although we did do one single uh, that I recorded myself in Riffy's basement. Yeah, um, and then we had it mixed at Puss, and I did the vocals at Puss. What is the name of that seven inch? Uh, that one is the split that we did with uh, OC45 and 500 Miles to Memphis and Typesetter, and it's called Old Friends. Okay, cool. And it's on Iron Fest Records. Oh, nice. Um, so who? Um, how did how did that? Uh, you guys did a seven seconds cover too, right? For that uh, um, that comp. Mm-hmm. How that? How did that come about? Uh, so that that whole comp was my idea. Oh no kidding. Um, yeah. Um I it was like right around the time that you, uh, 7 seconds was like I could pre- kind of tell just from the way they were posting stuff on the internet that they were probably not going to be a band for very much longer. Yeah. And I was just like shit, it'd be kind of cool to get like a bunch of Reno bands together. Yeah. And like put out a comp of just some Reno bands playing some 7 second songs. And uh like I have a label, but I don't do anything with it. Right. And so that's I tagged uh, Clint from Elephant Rifle slash Humanitarist Records because I knew that he like could get shit done. Yeah. And like care and cared. Right. <laughs> and he was into the idea. And like uh, I think even on that initial post um, uh, is when. Uh, everything kind of came together even like bands started chiming in and uh yeah just kind of happened yeah where was it recorded was it was it all recorded at one place like yeah uh everybody went into um shit what was it called it's on fourth street okay uh, here let me just grab one of the records oh it's all I good can tell you all of the input. <laughs> it's all good It's all good. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, so it's the Sound Saloon. Oh, yeah, that's Colin, right. Colin Christian Studio. So he and just had it set up and bands just came like, in and out? Um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so they basically just had, like, a back line with a drum kit, and um, I think all the amps were DI'd in. Yeah. And each band got an hour downstairs to do music and then an hour upstairs to do the vocals. Oh, wow. And uh, we did it for three days. And I think it was like 25 bands came in. Wow. <laughs> and each band like did it and was rehearsed and had it totally done. Like it was, it was crazy. That um, is awesome. And it was like, like an all-star revolving cast of reno musicians yeah those doors that weekend and like even on the first night it snowed like eight inches in town (laughs) and and every band still showed up wow that's awesome man that is like prolific it was wild like it was cool like 
because like by day two or three like people who like weren't in bands that were doing it like but are still like you know reno musician people yeah uh started showing up and like singing on other people's records and like (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was cool like like we all started doing gang vocals on each other's songs and uh it was a really really cool uh cool thing and and i want to i want to thank colin for for putting forth the effort and time and studio and everything to do that because without that it never would have happened yeah yeah i got one of those records too because i uh, talked to clint a couple years ago about it and was just like in awe like geez i gotta get one (laughs) yeah it was so cool and and all the bands like did really cool versions of the songs like not everybody just straightforward covered the song like there's there's some really neat adaptations of songs that's cool, man. So, um, tell me about the new Boss's Daughter record. So you put uh, out a single. Well, no, you put out a seven inch, right? Yeah. And then you put out yeah. a couple couple singles that are. Is it going to be on this album? Yeah. So um, the seven inch came out in the fall. Yeah. Um, and it's it's got okay and photography, both of which are going to be on the record. Um, and then we put out. Uh, videos for both of those songs and then another video came out for the song uh away um which features uh, my favorite kitty cat in the world (laughs) named stan (laughs) you should definitely go watch it if you haven't uh and then um just a couple days ago another video came out for the first song on the record called uh never alone Awesome. How did uh, how do you say it? S bomb or is it spam? How they get involved? <laughs> it's uh, spam. Spam is my that's my understanding. Spam. It's okay. Spam. <laughs> I think we uh, talked yeah, about this so, before, where everybody says it's uh, it says it a different <laughs> way, but <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's that's cool. It makes it like yeah a conversation it's like every mis- time. Mysterious. You know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did they get involved? Because to me, I mean, that's huge, man. Like huge yeah uh we're so so stoked to be like even considered to be part of that family yeah um it was uh when we finished the record like we were pretty proud of it and so we're like maybe we should actually try to get some people to listen to this thing instead of like normally and we just put stuff out and (laughs) see what happens (laughs) Uh, so, you know, we kind of put a list together and sent it around to a few folks and um, they got back to us and we're like, this sounds cool. Let's work it out. And so wow. we, we worked it out with them. And uh, so far, it's been really, really cool. Um, there's like definitely been people hearing the songs so far that, you know, had I released them, definitely would not have reached that far. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like we're getting played on serious faction oh, punk wow. radio. No kid. Which is just insane yeah, to me. It's so, that's it's huge. so cool. <laughs> yeah, that is huge. Uh it's it's really, really neat. So they so, yeah, they put out the seven we're inch. We're nothing right? but grateful. Yeah, the seven inch came out on spam. Okay. And the the full length is coming out on spam too. When is the full length coming out? This Friday. I don't know when this airs, but Friday, February tenth. February tenth. And then is uh vinyl gonna be available? Is that later? Vinyl is available. I can look at it right now. We have it in hand. No kidding. 
So it'll be at the release show. Yes. Oh, and we'll have cool. it on cassette and CD, and it'll be up digitally. Basically, any way you want to consume this album, we will have it. Dude, that's awesome. And then what's the release show in Reno? That's at 40 Mile, right? Yep. Uh, February 18th um, at 40 Mile Saloon with Donkey Jaw. Oh, cool. I love that band. Those guys were, um, Cody and Zach were in the first formation and last one down. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're they're so they're such good dudes. Oh yeah, man. Like yeah, and such a great good band dudes. Too. Yes, and a great yeah. band for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I'm really, cool. really happy that they were down to play the show. Cause we were just kinda wanting to keep it at two bands and just kinda keep yeah. it chill and yeah. hang out, you know? Yeah. And uh and play as long as we feel like and um so it was cool that they were down because they're awesome. Yeah. Like, it's cool getting to know them doing Dave's project. Oh yeah, that's right. You guys were all yeah. involved in that. I also wanted to talk about Irreplaceable, but before that, let's talk about like <laughs> Bossy D like touring. Like, cause you guys, like, in my eyes now, you're like pushing, pushing this touring. Whereas before, you kind of were touring, but um, not as much. So, how is that going? Um, it's going good. The uh... I think this year probably is shaping up to be our busiest year we've ever done. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we've we've toured hard previously as well. Yeah. Um, I actually, like, have a running list here. Uh, I guess I just and... wasn't paying attention. <laughs> we probably weren't as loud about it back then. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, 2017 was our most toured year. Oh, no kidding. Um, with 120 shows. Jesus, man. That's awesome. What's yeah. the farthest east you went? Because uh, you do the fest every year, right? Yeah, I was I was going to say probably somewhere in Italy. <laughs> oh, shit. You guys have been overseas. <laughs> yeah. In 2018, we did a, a European tour. No kidding, man. How was that? It was crazy. Is it significantly different than American tour, like the fans? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the people. I mean, it's just a, you know, everybody. There's obviously the language barrier, so that's fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's a whole new experience, especially every day when you're kind of going from country to country, and you're like, oh, I was almost getting the hang of that <laughs> one. Right. And now it's a whole new thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Everybody's very supportive. Uh. One of my favorite things about touring over there is like typically before each show, like you'll do load in or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a meal with all the bands. Yeah. And like you all sit down and have like a, you know, whatever, like spaghetti or right. whatever it is. And, uh, and like share a bottle of wine yeah. and like actually, actually get to know each other. You oh, know? that's and that cool. Way, like, yeah, there's no like weird, like, Oh, I got to work in the morning, yeah. so I'll, I'll see you. You know, I, I feel like it really cuts down on that kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it creates more of a community that way, I feel like. That's awesome. So I, I wish that's something that, that America would adopt. Yeah, no kidding. It's like, just feed feed the bands. <laughs> yeah. It's so simple. It's so simple. Are there plans to go over there again um, coming up that you know of? Uh I think so. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. I got you. I got you. I, I, I want to say yes, but I don't know for sure. I got you. I got you. Well, what are your plans this year? What's um, Are you guys playing Fest this year? Is that is it too early to even be 
Uh, we're not sure yet. It's um, I think they're going to announce in the spring or something uh, yeah. like that. I'm all uh, I'm all backwards. I, I keep forgetting it's only February. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when that whenever I don't know when we know we'll we will let everybody know yeah. when when that happens if that happens. Um, but yeah, up to that we're we're touring super super hard this year. Um, we've got this album release tour. Uh, we always do a Pacific Northwest tour in the February in February. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a tradition of ours. Oh, cool. And so we're continuing that with our album release tour this week or next week. Um, so that'll take us up to like Seattle and Portland and yeah. Oregon and all that, all that world. And then, um, we haven't announced it yet, but in, uh, early April, late March, we're going to do Southern California. Cool. Um, that should get announced, I don't know, next week or something like that. Yeah. And um, we'll have another big tour that'll take us to the East Coast uh, in May-ish, May and June, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like right now we've got, I think like 40 shows confirmed. Wow. Not that, obviously we haven't announced all that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know, another... 30 or so we're we're working on and then yeah i'm sure fall will be another big ass tour like we always yeah. do a big uh, tour in the fall so man that's awesome that you guys can do that and still be yeah. friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i feel very fortunate that that we're such good friends like i i yeah. really do love those guys that's awesome man they're, they're the best dudes that's great. So, how did um, the Irreplaceable Beings stuff come about? Because you have helped record every single one of those, right? Yeah. Um, so Pierre, everybody knows Pierre. Yeah. Um, from Sucker Punch and Weasel and other things, started doing. He like decided to start writing songs, and uh, he got together. I don't know a batch of at least six. Yeah. And was like, well, I like, I can kind of play guitar. I can get through, I can get through chords, yeah. but not enough to go into the studio and make it sound good. Um, so he reached out to me to see if I wanted to help with that process. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we went down to Puss and um, without any rehearsals, and uh, he kind of just gave me like a chart and some demos. Um, and we just kind of worked through them and the first six went really well. And so we went back and we've done it, I guess, four times now. Wow. So there's 24, 24 of those songs we've done. Man, that's crazy. Six songs a piece. Yeah. So are you doing, yeah. are you, you're doing some bass on there too, right? Yeah. I play all the bass and all of the guitars. Oh, okay. Although once in a while, Cameron, Karen, who's the other engineer at Puss Cavern will He'll play a couple guitar harmonies once in a while. Oh, gotcha. But it's it's like it's like ninety nine percent me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I got a I got a shout out to Karen Cameron Cameron because he's I love that guy. Right. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Like whatever I've heard sounds awesome, and then the pictures I see, I'm always like, dang, man, that's so cool. You guys are in there just doing it, and it's like. I don't know. I just get jealous of all the the music that you're doing, <laughs> man. It's so it's so rad. I love it. 
Thanks, dude. It's it's just it's all I've ever known. You know, I just yeah. try to stay busy and um, keep keep busy with it all. Well, if I, I don't. Then I just I feel I don't know what I'm, I'm doing otherwise. Yeah, I got it. But you know, every time I see you guys, like boss's daughter, just the like you guys are really good, man. Like really Thank good. You. The bass is just perfect and it's like you don't know it until you see you guys and i've seen you guys probably three times now and every time i'm like jesus christ that's what they're playing you know and like thanks dude (laughs) it just the recordings don't do it enough justice in my eyes but yeah you guys are easily you know the hardest working band in reno and nothing but respect for you guys you know hopefully this new record uh represents it a little better this time (laughs) yeah yeah i also wanted to ask who's the guy that does your all your guys's like shirts and that seven inch cover and who's that artist? yeah uh so that is joey souza uh he is an amazing artist um he plays bass in a band called steak sauce mustache and i highly recommend everybody listening to to type that into youtube right now because it's or after this interview because Uh, they're an amazing band and they're actually coming to Reno soon. Oh, cool. Um, I don't remember the the date, but you can look out for it. It's coming yeah. soon. I think also at Alturas. So how did you get, in, how did you get involved with him? Just friends? Joey? Yeah. Um, how did we meet Steak Sauce? Uh, cause I mean, that's kind of your look, you know, even your solo records <laughs> he's got, you know, he did that last solo album cover too, you know? Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember when we first played with Steak Sauce. Uh, it maybe even goes back as early Vampires. Yeah, um, we played with, or we at least met Brett, the guitar player from Steak Sauce, early on. Um, but yeah, uh, we've been buds for a long time, and uh, he's even actually played bass for Boss's Daughter on a tour before. Oh, cool. So he's 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 one of our many bass players. <laughs> yeah, he's he's an awesome um, artist, man. I, I, I love his he's stuff. He's incredible. Yeah. He's just such a, an awesome, really genuinely awesome dude. That's all cool. Around too. So, yeah, highly recommend checking out his artwork. Uh, his Instagram is Joey M. Souza. Oh, cool. Um, what happened with the um, uh, Lagwagon dude? Uh, Were you just, guys jamming? You know, like, uh, was it, is it Little Joe? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. You guys were jamming, right? You and Dave, right? Yeah, we had a project going. Um, we were working on it for a while, and it just sort of fizzled out. It did. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing those pictures, and was like, damn it, man. That's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually really cool. Uh, yeah. He's an amazing bass player. Yeah. And I, lear- I definitely learned a lot jamming with those dudes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So was awesome. so was there any recording ever done or anything or is it just jamming? There's like some really rough demoing and we started working on a thing but it never got finished so So we're never going to hear it. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll get to hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, word. Well, yeah, um but it was cool, you yeah. know. It was different. It wasn't like what you would have expect Vampires and RKL to do together. Yeah, so. no kidding. It wasn't either of our songwriting. It was the other guitar player. It was all his songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, how did that I mean, how did that how did you get involved with that? That's just so random. Yeah. Yeah, uh it was so the other guitar player Rich, uh 
he's the like mutual connection between Little Joe and and Vampire's world. Oh, okay. Uh, he and Dave had worked out, and and I think Pat too had worked for Burning Man. Oh uh, yeah, out there together, and uh, yeah, became friends, and you know, friends end up playing music together. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So, it was it was an awesome project. Like I'm really grateful for that time. For yeah, sure. yeah. Well, what is next for you on the horizon? Any solo stuff, or is it just you're just concentrating on Boss's daughter right now? Uh, let's see. I would say, I mean, I I definitely want to work on solo stuff. Yeah, it's on my it's on my mind. Yeah. Um, but I haven't. It it hasn't struck me yet. Yeah. Um, Vampirates has basically a whole new record ready to go. Uh, we just have to record it still, but yeah. it's demoed for the most part. Uh, a lot of lyrics left to write, which is the hardest part. Yeah, totally. Um, we'll do a 20-year anniversary show on March 11th, the day after that 12-gauge show. Ooh. Vampirates uh, will? Yeah, I don't know where gotcha. or any details yet, but gotcha. it's happening. Cool. It'll happen. Awesome. In Re- it'll be in Reno. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, twenty year vampires this year. Um, who knows? Like, there's always talk of trying to get Sucker Punch to record something. Yeah. Same thing with Twelve Gauge. Yeah. Those things could happen at any point. <laughs> yeah. Um, or they could not as right. well. Yeah. Let's see. What else? Uh, touring, touring, touring. Yeah. Sleeping. <laughs> well, Any when chance I, I get. <laughs> when I saw you, um, you played Shoe Tree in in Minden, and you uh, did the decline on the acoustic guitar, and I was just like, "What the fuck, man? How the fuck <laughs> yeah. is this guy doing this on the acoustic goddamn guitar? I can't remember it." listening to it but that's when i was just like <laughs> all right chris is the real deal jesus man <laughs> oh thanks dude it's it's a fun song yeah. like i like i like playing that song uh we actually kind of i think we probably really learned it when we were busking um in early vampires tours yeah uh because we would play it busking because a it would like blow people away if they knew what song it was yeah and b we didn't have to think about another song for 18 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it gets you a long way down the road right. without having to go like, Oh, what's another song to play? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, I like playing that one. Uh, it's really not so bad. Cause like all the parts pretty well flow into each other and lyrically it's cohesive. Yeah. So like if you kind of like know the little pickups like like oh okay i just did this solo it's got to be this part after it yeah and like and you know i've been playing it for however long it's been released probably so <laughs> long time we're trying to play it since then you yeah know. are you playing that um saint patty's day show with us yes cool good suck a punch hell yeah yeah suck a punch yeah. last one down and irreplace uh yeah irreplaceable beings. Irreplaceable, yeah. Which I'm really excited to see the new irreplaceable beings. That's going to be rad. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that new lineup to too. Some of those, hear some of those new songs live. Yeah, yeah, I'm stoked too. Yeah, I de- uh, Pierre and I both definitely think that latest uh, release, Pasadena Avenue, is like the strongest one. I agree, uh, totally. We think it came out pretty pretty damn good. Which yeah. you know, you never know. It's it's 
we didn't do anything different. It's just <laughs> yeah. I how think it goes. I just think Pierre is just getting kind of used to it, you know. Oh, he for sure has you know? gotten better. Like like from the first session where like I literally watched him sing for the first time. Yeah, you know, like, and now he's like confident. And yeah, like killing it. Yeah, and yeah. So night and day for that aspect of it for sure yeah i dig that band for sure man it, it, that that stuff sounds great yeah he writes a good song yeah well i think i got enough man is there anything else you want to talk about i don't think so man just uh shit i don't know go out there and get the new record yeah please go check out our new record it's called bouts with bummers um go to our website bosses or bossdaughter.com because you can't put an apostrophe in a URL. <laughs> right. Uh, and you'll be able to find everything you want about our band on there. Hell yeah. Um, vampirates.org still exists. You can check out Vampirates on there. Cool. Um, yeah, check out the new record. It rips. Yeah. I'm stoked. I love it. Can't wait to hear it. I well, can't wait for everybody to hear it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. Uh, well, it's been awesome talking to you, man. Um, I got nothing but Hell respect yeah. for you and uh, totally you. support and doing whatever you are doing. And uh, I'm glad that we kind of met each other in the scene, you know, finally after Hell all yeah. these years. Likewise, dude. Thank so, you. Cool. Thank you for having me. I, I, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. No problem, dude. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. Yeah, I'm glad we got it together. <laughs> totally. Rad. Oh, I liked your new video, by the way. That was cool. Like, thanks, dude. Showing all those record shops and shit. That was cool. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, we, that was a fun day. It was so like, every time we went into a record store, people were just like, whoever was helping us was like, oh, who the fuck are these schmucks? And then we pulled yeah. out the record, and they were like, oh, these this looks yeah. good. They're like, oh, okay, these guys are legit. And I'm like, I hate it when people <laughs> judge books by their cover, but it's like that's totally why fair. I did such a badass cover because I knew they would. So Fuck yeah, it was That's like important. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was fun then, and and yeah, thanks. Right on, dude. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good night, man. Thanks, man. Bye. There you have it what a great conversation what a great guy boss's daughter is such a good band they are putting in the work they deserve what they're getting and uh go check them out uh go buy their record go to their website let's uh hang out at the release show at 40 mile saloon i still like to call it mr rose but i'm old school um anyway let's talk some more man Look out for some more interviews coming up and uh, hit me up if you want to be interviewed or know somebody I should. Just punk enough. <laughs>